0: What is going on, everybody? This is Michelle Hayward. Hey, everybody. It is actually S- National STEM Day. So, science, technology, engineering, and math. It is nationally celebrated here in the U.S. to promote science, technology, engineering, and math to the masses, mostly children. But I thought I would get on and talk about it with maybe some grown ups. Yes. So, for those of you who are new to me um, my name is michelle hayward i'm a woman color in stem i have a civil engineering degree did that was a civil engineer for many years um worked in heavy construction actually building the power grid here in the united states of america so when you turn on your lights think of me think of me so literally i worked uh construction out on the job site Usually in a work trailer, a dirty white pickup truck, but, um, I did not spend my time in a traditional office. So when it comes to national STEM day, days like this, I highly, highly encourage women and people of color to step forward into the spotlight to, to encourage others. Hey, Chris, to do something they may not see others around them do explain to them what they do. Um, in their career. So I have an older brother who's actually an electrical engineer. And it's funny because he works um, in utilities. He works in the, for a utility company. Actually, he's the second utility company he's working for. And I build a power grid, but I don't work for a utility company. Utility companies use usually my client that I'm helping to manage the construction of their project. And he's on the other side once it's built, He operates it. Hey, thanks for joining. So make sure it's maintained, it's functioning properly. So it's really interesting how we both unintentionally uh, ended up working in energy at the same time for a few years. His employers have never been my client, but it was, he's the electrical engineer, but I was out still as a civil engineer building the power grid. So if you have young children, or maybe you're a parent and you're really trying to see what this STEM mean. And I can do more of the E in STEM, which is engineering, because a lot of things really around you are engineered, including this container. A packaging engineer would help de- determine the type of plastic you will use, um, the thickness of the plastic and, and the dimensions of it for, for what will go in here. And sometimes you see a mechanical engineer, a chemical engineer do that as well, but it really, really uh, varies. So then, so you have containers, then the, the actual plastic itself, you probably have a materials engineer or maybe a chemical engineer that will help develop it. As um, Sometimes even a chemist, depending what it is, um, these are more vitamins. So a chemist may be involved in this. So everywhere around you. Uh, You see engineers play a different part, a different role in the world around you. Um, A lot of times with civil people, like, oh, so you build bridges and roads. And I said, not me, but there are definitely civil engineers who do stuff. But a lot of what you see, even from the water that you drink, there are engineers, environmental engineers, wastewater um, engineers who deal with the water systems in in the U.S. So there's very little... Areas, Very few areas in the world, or things in the world, I should say, where engineers and or scientists and technologists, even mathematicians, are not involved. How many of you have car insurance or life insurance? You probably do not know a mathematician, um, or actually they're called actuaries, which work and do calculations to determine... And, and and collect data and, and really determine like payouts and doing different tables when it comes to insurance. And people are like, really, really? It takes a lot of math. And there are some people who actually do that. Sometimes it's finance people. And then other times there are people strictly with just straight math degrees that end up in that industry. So we do, we can fall into different little places. Um, hospitals. And this is very like, oh, you build them. Yes, but you can actually have engineers who, um, industrial engineers who may look at the flow of a hospital, like from emergency rooms, how wide the hallways need to be, where do you put the sensors for the doors to automatically open whenever moving patients around in beds. We do a lot of, a lot of different things. Um, manufacturing, of course, how high the, the, uh, conveyors can be. Um, how the equipment is set up, and we don't just think of, hey, Ann, thanks for joining. We don't just think of it off the top of our heads. And when you two join, Um, we actually, a lot of times in manufacturing or just in general, we have, as engineers, talked to a lot of people. For those of us that have worked, I've worked in manufacturing as well for a short period of time. We talk to the people who actually do the work. Because we aren't using the equipment, we aren't on the manufacturing floor working. So for us to design it when we're sitting at a desk most of the time, does no benefit. Because we are actually doing work for other people. So we're constantly talking to people and we might be pissing the employees, the other workers off, but it's really for their benefit for us to tell them they're always slumping over or it's too high, so they're reaching up and they're extending, which is bad for them and their health and their their body over time for doing that for 10, 15, 30 years, right? So we go through and we do different studies and y'all are like, why wow, are they sitting there just staring at me? And it's really to figure out what's the best way to help you. So a lot of what we do as engineers is really to help people. I know we are not a hell out of y'all. And... Unfortunately, we ask you really weird questions (laughs) and we say really weird stuff, but truly we are trying to understand how to improve something that will help you overall. So when it comes to STEM day, I'm really, really excited because I'm always online and looking at videos um, of different toys and games kids are playing with. And sometimes you don't even have to give kids anything elaborate to put together, right? So we give them Legos and different things to put together. But sometimes if you give them nothing or very little and you just give them a picture of something and say, make this. So one of the best games I love to play, um, ways to teach engineering is called an egg drop. And they're like, Michelle, that does not sound good. (laughs) So you literally give kids raw eggs and you can give them something like tape, styrofoam, peanuts, uh, cotton balls, and just other materials and say, Hey, you need to protect this egg from cracking, from dropping 10 feet, 12 feet, whatever, and to the ground. And they have to figure out with the materials they have how to do that. And you're like, Really, and kids come up with very, very creative ways of doing that, exactly. And it's one of the most fun um, exercises or activities I I used to do when I used to do a lot of outreach stuff through Society of Women Engineers and that Society of Black Engineers. Um, I didn't like the circuit breadboard thing with the light light up, like I didn't understand that breadboard. But giving kids just different materials So they had to think outside of the box on how to how to how to get it to work or how to get the egg not to break really helps them understand teamwork. Start asking questions and inspecting the materials around them. Plus, you're giving them a time limit to get it done. Right. Um, Some sometimes we will even do a game like beforehand. And so, what happens is with the game, we'll hand them out pennies. Like, for every question they get right, they can get a penny. Well, for each penny they get, they get to purchase different materials. Like, you can give them the basic four for all the groups, but every time they win something, they can win a penny, which means they can buy some more materials or resources to help them with their project. And you're like, that sounds kind of crazy, right? But in actuality, when you look at the way projects are put together, you look at competitors in the marketplace. Some of them have better materials than others. And sometimes those with better materials, because they had a larger budget, still perform as the ones with the smaller budget and less materials. And you know what happens? The one that had the smaller budget and less materials If they're selling their product or service about the same price, one is making more money. So sometimes getting more resources doesn't mean you're going to end up making more money. It just ends up you spent it on other stuff you thought you needed to succeed. So it's really, really fun to play that with with, um, young people um, in that aspect. So they can understand the finances of of being an employee and a manager and having a budget and understanding what you actually need to succeed when it comes to a project. So Natalie, what do you know about engineering? Did Chris leave? Yeah, he did. Okay. Um, Hey, April. So what do, I know Natalie, like Michelle, you did not ask me this. So we can do anything, environmental engineering, environmental scientists who may deal with air and soil conservation, different things like that. We can talk about um, biologists, I don't know what they do after they get a biology degree and don't go to college or and they don't teach. I don't know, I don't know what they do after that. Now, there was another Chris, his name was Chris Nella. I didn't say you left. There was another Chris that said hated hey, me. See Natalie Natalie cracking up at me. So it's it's really interesting. I remember um my youngest nephew a few years ago, he hated he used to hate me because I was the only auntie that would punish punish him. He was the youngest and he's so cute and adorable. And and he used to get away with stuff but I would punish him. I don't know. All these dang friends of mine are our freaking nerds? Yes. Yeah, see, you got some of the best friends, mm-hmm, Natalie. They nothing breaks down. They come. They see all your other friends. Like, girl, is broken. I got some duct tape. We show up with tools. We got a plan, right? Or we say you need to call somebody and get that fixed. We we don't we don't have time. <laughs> so it really, really. Um. So my youngest nephew. So when he started really liking me, and I said this a few years ago, because he, he used to hate me, he started crying when I would leave. And then the Spider-Man movie came out where Jamie Foxx was an electrical engineer. And when that and he loved this movie. And so when that movie came out, I said, well, you know what Jamie Foxx does in a movie? And he said, huh? I said, Jamie Foxx is an electrical engineer and he works on a power grid. <laughs> yes, we do show it with blueprints and drawings because we trying to understand. We trying to make sure we don't break ish, okay, or make it worse. How about that? And um, I said, well, I I build a power grid that Jamie Fox works on, and then he goes, oh, and so it it then made sense for him because he could never, I could never explain to him what I did. And we'd be driving down the road. I said, you see those poles way over there with the power lines on them? He's like, yeah. I said, I help make sure those get built. And he would go, oh. But when he looked at that Spider-Man movie, and it had Jamie Foxx in there, and he could ag- identify with Jamie Foxx, the African-American man, African-American little boy. And then um Maya and Jamie Foxx working on the power grid, and he, he really liked the movie, it kind of click for him, but not, but it made a little bit more sense to him to explain to him what I did. So sometimes movies help, but it's even better when you can really take them somewhere and show them what you do. So blueprints help a lot. Excuse me. So although kids can't necessarily read the blueprints or the drawings that I read, just how we read, uh, how to put together a symbol, a um, toys for Christmas are a great way to really teach somebody about civil engineering, mechanical engineering, how we put different things together and assemble them. So, but it's always fun. So if you, um, chemistry, I got a great, great tip. If you're trying to teach somebody, a child about chemistry and even how to work with fractions, baking, Baking and doing like pancakes and stuff are really, really great ways to do stuff because they have to do like two thirds of a cup of flour, one egg, a cup and a half of water, right? So it helps them understand the measurements. And then you have wet ingredients and dry ingredients. So you have to use different measuring tools. So those are really, really great ways to learn fractions. And people thought, I was crazy. But I use that because one of my nieces loves to cook, and so I would show her. So we well, go get the you need the measuring cup that is two thirds cup, and she's like, well, "What is two thirds cup?" And so I showed her what the one third cup was, the two third cups was, and the one cup. And of course, somebody's calling me now. Um, so y'all gotta hear that for a minute. Um, so it was. It's really. It's a great way to teach fractions. So that one third cup plus two third cups equals one third. But what also happens when you're doing cooking anything, you're doing um, a change of state. So that is always good too. So you're boiling water. So it goes from water from liquid to gas. And then when you're baking something, you can't reverse it, right? It's completely gone. Like, Uh, So putting together ingredients and baking a cake or brownies is really, really a great way to understand chemistry. So chemistry, I did okay with chemistry. I like physics better. So like I can bake a cake, but my cookies turn out like bricks. So I don't do that. I've tried several times. (laughs) And my family and I have agreed that I should not do cookies, and that works for me because I really am not big on cookies or pies, but I do cakes and peach cobbler, and that is it so take different things they're really really very minute things um very specific things that engineers do, and they're all around you in your home, from the carpet to the paint to your furniture, the electricity coming in, even of course the internet um. You know what, Chris? I forgot you was on here. I was about to say something. I'm not gonna say this. And I do not need this bot to help me. But, um, yeah. It's the season of thankfulness, so I'm thankful Or the end button on my broadcast. That's what I'm be thankful for. But engineering or STEM is is always around us. Um if you're if you like NASA, NASA has a great channel here to follow on Periscope. They show so many different people. They do they show some of their technology they developed and um some of their engineers um live. So, and of course you can catch the replay. So definitely, definitely follow NASA here on Periscope. They have a really, really cool channel. I wanna say GE has a good channel on here. I haven't watched, I haven't seen them broadcast in a while. And also, um, and you think that's funny. And also, um, who use, is it CNET? Maybe it's not CNET on here, I forget. Who who has, a, it may be over on um, Instagram. But yeah, they they will do live streams and Insta stories and post short videos. So you can still see technology coming from large companies now on social. And it's really, really cool. And be able sometimes to engage with their people. Sometimes, a lot of times you're not, they're not able to answer questions. They're doing more of a of a videotape and not an, an engaging live stream. I would love for them to do more engaging live streams so we could ask more questions, especially when it comes to STEM. So, any questions for me about engineering, construction? Chris, you get to ask me no questions because you got jokes, but that's okay. One day, the joke will be on you. All right, no questions. I am Michelle Hayward, woman of color, STEM civil engineer, and tech founder of the company Positive Hire. Everybody have a great night and. Happy National STEM Day. Bye, everybody.